Welcome to the MomQ Podcast, where we provide you with the godly intelligence and biblical resources to find peace, hope, and joy on your motherhood journey. I'm Candace Nasser, the founder of MomQ, a community of moms building healthy families. I hope you will be inspired and encouraged as we talk to moms of all ages about how God is using their unique gifts and calling to build His kingdom. everyone. Today I have with me Melissa Workman. Melissa is the teaching director for the Four Points Ask, which stands for After School Kids, and it's part of Community Bible Study, which some of you may be familiar with. And we're just really excited to have her with us. So Melissa, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We're so glad that you're here. And so can you tell us just, let's get to know you a little bit, Melissa. Tell us about your family before we learn more about Ask and all that you have to say to us today about what really what we're going to be talking about today is the importance of studying the Bible with your kids. And that's a big part of what Asks helps parents to do. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Yes. So we're, before we get started talking about that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and kind of how you spend your time, both personally and professionally? Okay. Um, well, I'm Melissa Workman. Like Candace said, I have my husband, Walker. We've been married 18 years. Um, we're both Aggies. We did not meet at AM, but we met in Dallas when we first got our jobs there. And we have three boys together, Trent who is 17. He's a junior at Vandergrift. Um, Ty is 14. He's a freshman at Vandergrift. And Webb is our youngest. He is a four, oh, fifth grader, oh my gosh, at Laura Bush. And he is 11. And we've been in Steiner since 2012 um, when I first had Webb and have loved this community. Oh, funny. That's exactly when we moved here was 2012. So that's, that's really great. cool. Yeah, here in Austin, all these schools are in Austin, so um, it's good to good to hear the, about those. And Vandergrift is near and dear to my heart because I used to teach there, so um, very cool. Um, okay, so that's great. So, how do you? What do you do when you have a moment to yourself? Well, I work part time at home. I do HR for my uh, my dad owns some Ace Hardware Breeding Co stores in the area, so a lot of my downtime is actually working <laughs> to help pay for mm. these children. Um, mm. But if I have a moment to myself, I love reading. That is my favorite hobby. Um, and I so can so relate. That is that is what I would do if I had some downtime. So I don't know if you're like me, but my family's always teased me because if I had a day with nothing to do when I was raising my kids, I wanted to go to the bookstore. I mean, that was my thing. Just go to the bookstore, leave me alone, let me peruse the books. Are you like that? I am, but now I've discovered that it's cheaper to use the Kindle app on Amazon so I can just like always have a book on my phone. And so I don't really go to bookstores as much because I can just do it through there. You know... I have never been able to adopt the digital reading situation. I think it's just my generation. I got to have a book in my hand. I just got to hold it. Yes, I get that too. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I forgot to introduce, I also have with us Elise Darian, and Elise is joining us to talk. She's working with Ask this year, and 
um, helping Melissa out and is going to be, from my understanding, taking over next year as the teaching director. Is that correct, Elise? That's the plan. God willing. <laughs> really, really exciting. So yeah, so they're both going to chime in and tell us about um, what they've learned and and are teaching through Ask. So Melissa, you love to read and you work professionally for your father and then you do Ask. That sounds like a pretty full plate. Yes, my days are full. Yes, <laughs> with with uh, with all those boys, I'm sure. Right. And um, Elise, can you just tell us a little bit about how long um, you have been involved with Ask and what what has prompted you to get involved? Sure. I first found out about Ask um, when I had preschoolers through some other moms, and just absolutely loved the idea of a place where my kids could really spend time actually learning the Bible. Um, obviously, we, we attend church regularly, which is wonderful, but um, I think all of us that have been invo- involved in inductive Bible studies are something just really special in taking the book of the Bible and getting deep in it. And I just love that idea, the idea that there was something like that for kids. So um, my oldest is in first grade now. So last year, um, she started as a kindergartner um, and absolutely loved it. Um, and then I absolutely loved um, teaching the kids that were involved and seeing our community get involved, believers and unbelievers that are we're getting excited about this movement of studying the Bible, worshiping together. Um, but I also really love the opportunity to weekly spend time in the word with my daughter. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about Ask is not only what the kids do once a week on a Tuesday, but throughout the week, the opportunity as parents for us to have that platform to study the word with them. Mm, so, so good. And Melissa, how did you get involved with Ask? Well, uh, when we first moved here in 2012, I was looking for a um, like a BSF class or a CBS class to get involved in because I love Bible study myself. Um, and I got involved with the CBS class in Lakeway, and I was attending that class in the fall, and we had a visitor come and just do like an opening, and her name was Trudy Dossie. She was the leader. She lives in Steiner still. Um, I know Trudy. Everybody uh, knows Trudy. <laughs> um, she came and did an opening. I'd never met her at that point, but she talked about E-Team. She was a teaching director for E-Team, which is the middle school version of ASK um, for sixth through eighth graders. It currently is not in existence. COVID unfortunately shut that class down, but um, she had a huge class, like 200 kids had done it for many years. And she had talked about, you know, if you're interested in ASK or any other class, um, come talk to me after, you know, the opening. And so I went up to her and my kids were, Trent was in kindergarten that year, Ty was three and Webb was like an infant. And so I wanted that for my kids. Um, but I didn't realize I'd have to start one <laughs> for my kids to be involved. So she handed me this little CD and it was a video about it. And there are actually three other ASK classes in Austin. One's in Westlake, one's in um, more close to downtown. And they just started one in Cedar Park. But at that time, that was a little far for me. So I took the CD, went home, and I just put it by my computer. And I did not watch it for three months because I was kind of nervous about what God would be asking me to do. 
Mm-hmm. Been there. Yep. But I eventually watched it and he stirred my heart and I was just confident that this was the path um, to start this class. So, mm, that's so cool. He has provided for it. So you've done it since 2012? So we started a prayer group in 2013. Um, I was I was at Hill Country Bible then. And so some ladies that I had known there, we started praying weekly and did a Nehemiah study. That's what CBS asked you to do um, to pray about opening a class. So we did that. And during that prayer time, you, I have a shepherd, an area director, and she's kind of shepherding me. And um, these other ladies, we had to kind of point out, you have to have three people to start a class, a teaching director, an associate teaching director, and a coordinator, because they don't want it all on one person, which is smart for CBS to do that. And so anyway, through that year, it was about a year of praying. We um, figured out who was going to be the three positions. We went to training in Colorado. Um, and then we started the class in January of 2015. And at I that see. time we were at St. Luke's on the Lake as a host okay. church. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so um, that's great. So you've been doing it. You've been the teaching director ever since. Yes. This is my 10th year. Um, so it has been one of the biggest um, callings in my life. And I, um, am only stepping down because Webb will no longer, I will no longer have a child in the program after this year. Mm. Wow. Well, God love you for all your years of service in that. I know so, so many families have been blessed by that ministry and your courage to step out in faith and lead it. And sometimes that's the hardest thing because we might hear God's call, but the courage to, to follow it is it's, it's big. So, so thank you for that. And, um, okay. So tell us a little bit about how ask works when uh, a child comes into, you know, I know you have it, um, for what an afternoon for a couple hours. Tell us a little bit about how it works. So we usually do eight weeks in the fall and eight weeks in the spring, winter. Um, We start around mid-September and before November, and then we come back in January, mid-January, right before spring break, we stop. Um, And they come on Tuesdays right after school. So we start, kids are coming in the building at Hill Country around three. And so they come in, eat a snack. We have some little Dude Perfect videos for them to keep them busy um, while everyone's kind of trickling in. And then we start around 315 and we start out with worship and we do three very high energy songs. We have an amazing uh, worship leader, Nadia, um, who gets them moving because they've got, you know, they just got out of school. So they have some energy. Um, And then we do like a Bible cheer that CBS developed and ticket winners for if you wore your shirt to school We make shirts for all the kids and the leaders. They're supposed to wear them on Tuesdays. So it's a great way to kind of advertise the ministry and just show that they're, you know, they have other Christians with them at school. Mm. And um, then so we do that. And then I do a short talk on their study that they had done at home, the lesson. Um, I mean, that's five minutes. That's the attention span of kinder through fifth graders. And 
then we kind of close out with one more song and then they go to their small groups. And so the last 30 minutes of the day are the kids are broken up in their age, like their grade and their gender. So like kinder and first boys, we group together, kinder and first girls. And so each of those groups okay. have two leaders and those leaders go in and spend some time on the lesson and do a craft and a game and then they get picked up. It's a quick okay. afternoon. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it moves fast, like you said, which is yes. good. It's mm-hmm. engaging. And that small group time, I'm sure, is very fruitful. And the leaders are probably getting connections with those kids and all those good things that happen. Do they, I'm sure they pray at some point. Yes, uh, they have uh, some structure to their group. Every group does their order differently. But prayer is a is certainly part of that, um, you know, prayer requests, lesson time, um, all those things. Great. That's so good. So how have you seen God work then over the years, all these years that you've been part of this? I'm sure you've seen some incredible things, but what have, what, what comes to mind about some really great answers to prayer or just things that you've seen him move um, throughout your time there? Oh, I mean, a lot of it, I've just seen God's faithfulness um, running this program uh, can be, you can't do it on your own. Like God, God has just gone before us and always finding us leaders every year to faithfully serve our kids because we don't just want volunteers. We want a called believer in the word to be there to minister to these kids. And we've always had kids that um, come to ask that don't go to church, um, that do go to church, Maybe their parents aren't necessarily Christians. They might be just wanting something good for their kids, or some of their parents might even be atheists. And so it's just such an amazing thing to to have a kid sign up that you hand them a Bible and a lesson book, and then they go home and do that with their parent. So it's not only ministering to the child and getting them into the word of God, but it's also taking it into the family. And so I've just seen over the years, you don't, there's not like miracle stories that I can share, but it's just watching families develop their faith because I've done this for 10 years. So I've seen so many families come through the program that I've seen leaders grow in their relationship and go on to do great things. I've seen kids that came through the program, you know, like Trent, he was in third grade when he started and now he's a junior. So I, like know his friends that came through the program. And um, it's just, that's one of the the biggest blessings to me is to see um, growth in um, mm-hmm. leaders and kids. You know, it's, it's really interesting because obviously I lead mom Q and mm-hmm. um, we have a similar approach in that, you know, we have time together, there's a teaching and then there's that community building and that community building is so critical. And when -hmm. kids know that they're not the only ones, I'm sure, you know, it gives them strength. I mean, we have strength in that God, God wants us to have that community and fellowship and kids need that too, not just moms. And so that's really cool. And then the other thing I love is that we teach a lot about discipleship and the importance of the importance of parents discipling their children. And this is such a great vehicle for that. It, it actually is part of it and that they're doing this together. So that just sounds amazing. It sounds like something that 
everyone needs in their, in their uh, toolbox with their family, with their kids. Um, have, can you think of any specific challenges that you've had that you, um, have had to overcome? Uh, for sure. I mean, it's always the biggest challenge. The hardest thing of being a teaching director, in my opinion, is, is finding leaders. And because not only are, are you leading the kids, but you're leading the leaders as well. So finding leaders, um, good leaders. I've, I've made some unwise choices in the past because I wanted to just fill a spot. So that's one of, been one of my biggest things is trusting God to provide people Mm. instead of me trying to go and find them and just, you know, squeeze them into that spot and it doesn't work. And so I've learned from that. Um, I've also learned about not basing your success on numbers. We started Mm -hmm. out, um, ask with like over 200 kids when we first opened the class and I watched it go down slowly over the years. And, my husband reminded me when I was getting a little frustrated about that. He's like, is this your ministry or is this God's ministry? And I was like, you're right. Such this a is good. God's ministry. And thank you for reminding me of that. And so since then, I just am like, this is your ministry. If we have 10 kids, if we have a hundred kids, I'm just here to serve the Lord. And so. So I've good. I've grown a lot in my <laughs> personal walk through this ministry. You know, I think we all, all people that are involved in ministry need support groups. <laughs> that's, you know, we need each other because that's that is so hard because so often people say, "Oh, well, how many people do you have?" and "How right. are you?" you know, all those types of things and we we so want to look at those numbers, but in in the reality is is that if we're reaching 10 people that mm-hmm. are building a solid faith, then you know, you're, you're right. It's, it's doing, God's doing his thing. And so letting that go is tough. So I can appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. That's really good. I, I need, I needed to hear that actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, inductive Bible study, this is, this is what's so great is that you're teaching these kids inductive Bible study. And most people think of that, first of all, inductive sounds intimidating and people think of that and associate it with adults because it sounds really hard. Why do you think it's so important that kids learn this skill of studying the Bible at their age? Oh my gosh, I can't think of anything more important for a kid to be doing than learning God's word. Um, I I learned that lesson. I was a strong. I wasn't a strong Christian growing up. I became stronger as I after I got married. And we went through a challenging time in our marriage. And um, I was talking to a a leader of mine at church and she was, uh, she reminded me, she said, the only way you can get through this is just getting in God's word. Like, I don't have any advice for you, but to study God's word. And so from that point, I, I saw God heal me and do so many things just through his word that that became what I saw him wanting me to pass along. And so Mm. I never thought I would get into kids ministry. I thought I would stick with women's ministry. But when we moved here, he significantly (laughs) taught me, no, you're going to do both. You're going to do women's and kids and they're going to be one group. Mm. Um, And so in my opinion, and just based on studies that uh, kids form their relationships and their ideas of God by the time they're 12. 
Um, that doesn't mean that they can't later, but if we can build a firm foundation with our kids early, they go into middle school and high school with this foundation of knowing God's word and his faithfulness rather than, ooh, I didn't teach them yet, but now that they're starting to make really have, you know, questionable choices and harder times and uh, let's do it in middle school, I believe start earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Do it when they're five to 12 and then build on that later. Um, you never should stop studying God's word, but that's why I'm so passionate about it. I want my boys to be strong leaders and are they perfect? Absolutely not. But <laughs> if they can know God's word and have that to stand on, um, that then my job is done with, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, it's a plumb line, right? It's always Mm -hmm. the plumb line. We want to have a relationship with God and we want to have a personal experience with him, but it has, they have to know scripture to know if it's really from God or looking at all the choices they're making and then memorizing scripture. I know you guys do, I'm sure you do scripture memory. Um, Yeah. And at least you've got littles that are memorizing scripture. (laughs) So can you tell us how, how that goes in your house? Yeah, no, I, I want just to add on to what Melissa said. I think all of us know um, women who have, as adults, said that no one has ever taught them to, to read the Bible and to study the Bible. And to Melissa's point, it's like, you know, what, what better time to start than when their brains are still forming and they're still like little sponges soaking everything in? Do they understand everything about the book of Daniel that we're studying right now? No, but we can teach them the core principles of God's faithfulness through Daniel's life. And as he trusted God, God's faithfulness to his people, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think um, just developing those patterns so young, it's so exciting to see um, what will happen in their lives as believers in the future. Yeah. And with my kids. um, So another cool thing about ASK is it really does involve the family unit. So those of us as as leaders, we also bring our littles um, that come to ASK as well. And they attend another class while we're serving and teaching the kids. Um, So my my little preschoolers are also involved in in watching Vera, their big sister, study the Bible and memorize scripture and recite it. And it's really kind of starting to develop that pattern in our home, which is a huge blessing. That is. That's beautiful, actually. Yeah, I love it. Because Vera, didn't Vera come up and say the memory verse this week in front yeah, of everyone? came up and said the memory verse instead mm-hmm. of in front of everyone this week. I love it. I love it. These little, their brains can learn fast. And I always tell them, I'm like, you can learn faster than us. Exactly. So you can memorize this and they do. And it's so fun. This mm-hmm. And then when they need it, they have those, yep. the sword of the spirit to exactly. pull out, exactly. fight off the, fight off the evil one. So, mm-hmm. so powerful. It's the most powerful thing you can do. Right. Um, great. Melissa, I have a, I have another question for you just um, in your experience in this ministry over the years. I think a lot of moms are hearing here about, Bible study with their family and with their kids and find it a little intimidating, even mm-hmm. thinking about ask, opening up the book of Daniel and kind of going through, you know, the questions. 
what are some practical tips that you have based on your own family and others that you've discipled in ministry to just get started in reading the word together? Um, like outside of ask? Yes, exactly. Okay. In the um, home. Right, in the home. Well, for me, I would say just read a storybook Bible to your kids every night. Read them one story um, and then pray over them on that. And that is a very simple way that you can start reading God's word because even those, you know, the picture storybook Bibles, an adult could learn from that as well. Um, I hate to say YouTube, but you can even bring some of the stories alive with um, there's cute YouTube videos about the stories in the Bible that we show at Ask that help you know, the kids put a picture to it as well. Um, so I think those are simple ways you could initially start on your own at home with the kids. I think that's good. And to your point, I think it's just starting in one small way, building it mm-hmm. in for the day and making right. it part of the routine. Because I think right. so much, like, for those of us as moms, we have our routine and it's hard to break out of it sometimes. So if we build it into our everyday. Right. And it's easier. Like when my kids were younger, it was easier than having teenagers. Hey, let's come read this Bible story together. So if you can start it earlier and develop that habit, um, then they start to do more things on their own as they get older and they have their own groups that they go to. So it's, when they're young, you have them all there at once. It's, it's a fun opportunity to take advantage of that. And it doesn't have to be long. It can be a five-minute deal. Um, it, it, I don't think people should be overwhelmed with how long it could take. Um, I think that's that, that shouldn't be a, you know, diversion to that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when I, when I think about reading just regularly with your kids, reading the Bible, they begin to have a relationship with God on their own and God can speak to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to come through us, right? So just teaching them they is they build that routine in and then they can start to as they get a little bit older, own it themselves and just you know, I used to have these devotionals for my kids. And so at some point they started doing it at night um, and, and taking their own ownership in it. And and then I can guide them, but it's important that they experience God on their own. And I think just building in those habits is huge. Exactly. And they listen to you more when they're under the age of 12 than when they're older. So <laughs> I'm like, start early. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. So, um, so great. Well, anything else that, uh, you guys want to share Elise or uh, Melissa about just ask or Bible study or, um, how, how can our listeners find out more if they're not in the Austin area? Um, I'm sure there's a website. Is it under community Bible study or do they go to ask? You could, um, look on the community Bible study, um, website. Um, I, just search up community Bible study and it'll bring it up. I don't know it off the top of my head, but, um, and you can search and see if you have any classes in your area on that website, whether it's a ladies class, a men's class, a student class. Um, and then like our own class has its own website, but, um, called four points, ask.cbsclass.org. Um, but, 
we have a Facebook page too, um, as well, Four Points Ask Community Bible Study, um, if anyone's interested in our class. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. And Elise, um, when when is Melissa handing over the reins? <laughs> Hopefully not for a while yet. She, yeah. she is not ready yet. <laughs> um, yeah, not till next year. So I have a whole nother... Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'll, so and I'll still be here to help her. So um, at least get going. <laughs> yeah. So you're apprenticing right now. Is that the case? Yeah, exactly. Very good. Well, I know the importance. We didn't have an ASK program when my kids were little. We had Awanas, which I know is still mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. And then my older two did something called Explore Girls and Tree Climbers, which I don't know what it was under, but it was a super program that um, also involved some you know, like badges and stuff, Mm -hmm. sort of like a Girl Scout kind of thing. But all of it, whatever it is, it's just helping you because parents are the primary disciples of our kids, but these are all tools to help you um, build that in. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being willing to come on and talk about it. And um, great, great to hear. And I hope that the rest of your year goes really well. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please feel free to share it with others who might be interested. You can also give us feedback in the comment section, and we would love to hear from you. If you have any questions about anything you heard today, or would like to suggest topics for us to cover in the future, Message us on Instagram and Facebook at MomQ512. We'll see you back here in just a couple of weeks.